McGowan, through the splinters of your front door, you see your apprentice, Adem. He falls on the cobblestones, shielding his head and neck from the truncheons of the prince's witch hunters. His apprentice Smith's tunic is torn, his tools scatter to the street, and you remember in an offhand abstract way as the truncheons sail down into his head and neck that Adam is a pacifist. His heavy arms are already blossoming with bruises, blue and purple in the sunlight, purple as the sashes of the guards, purple as the peacock feather in the witch hunter's hat declaring him a captain. The captain who barks a command, and again, an ax crashes into your front door. They'll be inside in a matter of moments. What do you do? Here comes the plan. <laughs> Here comes the plan. As they are working on busting down the door, first of all, so it, did it look like my apprentice was in on this whole thing? or had, I, My guess is coerced. From the beating, I'm, I'm assuming coerced. What did you send him out to do this morning? Some menial labor, some task. Just send him out to get lunch. <laughs> That's it? Just send him out to get lunch. I think a sack full of bread and cheese is spilled out over the cobblestones, and a flagon of wine is cracked and pouring into the dirt. Oh, damn. Guess I'm not going to choke him to death like I thought I might have to. Okay, uh, so before I do anything else, where are my, like, where would my weapons be? I've got, so I'm in the smithy. I don't think that my standard sort of war stuff is in the smithy just chilling. My everyday usage, like, standard time to kill stuff equipment. There is a chest on the same floor as you. I think you actually cast your eyes around the first level of your smithy. Were you expecting anything like this in the in the recent months as the pogroms against witches and, and magical people increased in intensity? I did not because I have been very careful. Very careful. Well, nevertheless, uh, in a, a well-oiled, uh, very old, but still very well-maintained chest by the foot of the stairs going up to your personal space is the chest where you keep uh, basic armor, your your sort of kit. I also think you cast your eyes around the room uh, as you sort of mentally place yourself, not having been prepared, not expecting something mm-hmm. like this. The desk on which you had papers and blueprints that are now, are still smoldering, mm-hmm. you see a small device that you were working on, magical, at least for the moment, left out. Flare canister. Mm-hmm. As they are breaking down and battering the doors, you, you cast your eyes and you see these things that in your workshop. One, your chest with all of your uh, sort of standard battle gear in it. And two, the device you were working on on your desk. Mm-hmm. So before I do anything else, I am going to use my stone sorcerer ability, stone's durability, as my stone assumes a, as my skin assumes a. As stone my, sorcery ability, stone durability, as stones, my skin stones, my, my stone skin stones. As my stones become very, very laden. <laughs> 
Stone's durability. As my skin assumes a stony appearance and I get a bumped up AC and shit. Uh, nice. As I just see them coming in the door, that's my action, I guess, to do that. And then I'm going to go over to my chest and get my battle axe and shield out. In this moment, with a mighty crack, uh, the axe blasts through what remains of your door. And one of the guards is able to rush through and in towards you. One of the benefits of having this sort of small uh, uh, smithy, at least at this moment, is that mm -hmm. only one can really fit through the door at a time. Nice. And you can hear uh, the captain uh, shouting orders and pulling out a small hand crossbow, but without a clear shot, uh, fires not nothing at all. Cool. Now it is back up to you. Great. Also, when I was over closer to my desk, I grabbed the flare canister. And you saw a perfect, beautiful, flavorful smelling orange behind it. Cool beans! So if I've picked up the... <laughs> Damn it. So if I've picked up the axe and the shield, in my house, is there anything else that it would be in the vein of that flare canister, anything else, other special projects that I would be loath to leave behind? I think they are hidden. Okay. And it would require time to unearth them. Time that you do not have right now. Cool. Especially as the shouts of pain from your assistant outside as the, uh, the beatings continue. Master! He cries, Master, what? Why? He's cut off as, as a boot catches him across the face. Ah, shit. What was his name again? Adam. A-D-E-M. I, I think your, your, your sort of things that you've been working on and hiding from your apprentices mm -hmm. are literally buried in the basement. Okay. Like under the dirt. Buried, buried. Okay, shit. Well, then with that, I am going to cast haste and fucking brace myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I think with that, you are able to arm yourself because that was two technically mm -hmm. item usages and you've taken two turns now. So you are armed yeah. with your shield and battle mm -hmm. axe and you have that canister. Yeah. And, and now I, you are hasted. I'm going to run down the stairs and fucking funnel them. Next in the order are these two guards as they instantly uh, follow down one, two, three, four, five. Shield in one hand and spear in the other, they are advancing down the stairs, thrusting out at you, mm -hmm. while the other one is completely funneled and has to remain on the stairs. Uh, the, the the screams and then the shouts upstairs uh, continue as this witch hunter takes a stab at you from behind the buckler with its spear. <laughs> yes. One. That's a natural one. A natural yes. One. I think he falls down the stairs. I think he's attempting to, I, I think in the speed and in not adjusting with the, the light uh, walking down the stairs, it's much darker and dimmer. I think he slips and actually falls prone at the foot of the stairs. <laughs> Flip him on his back right there. Oh man, that's not a good place to be. <laughs> Great. If he is there prone at the foot of the stairs, I'm going to lift up my axe and cleave down into his chest. Give me a roll. With a booming blade. Oh shit, cut that. Zooms! Ah! Oh, 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 you saw it! It didn't move. It wasn't done. It wasn't done. I can't do it. I you caught do it. it. I know. Because I, well, could... I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, it's loud. Dink. It's his only. No, it was it was ninja like. It, it, it would have been quite a skill if you did that on purpose. Right, but I sadly did not because I was like, that's too loud. Seventeen to hit. Oh yeah, it's gonna hit. Great. Two d eight plus my strength, and then if he moves, he's gonna have a bad time. What kind of armor do they? They are wear? each of them wearing a chain shirt with a purple sash across it. That's eleven points of damage. Oh yeah. How's he looking? Well, first of all, as you as you smash down, as you bring it down uh, on this prone, uh, now yelling and 
a panicking guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's a battle axe, right? Yes. I think you literally crush in like the front of the chainmail, and uh, his panicked yells become screams of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is still moving and, and desperately. Uh, I think he actually throws his buckler away in an attempt to get up. Little shout out to the <laughs> show that is going on right now. But he is still uh, uh, attempting to uh, stand up after that. Great. So I'm going to use my hasted extra action to do another weapon attack. Against him. Against him, yes. 18 plus. That's going to hit. That's an extra seven points of damage. How do you kill him? Axe directly into his face. Wrench it out of the chainmail. Uh, and I think idly notice in, in that small, calm part of your brain somewhere that it might have been chainmail that you yourself forged or directed to be forged. It probably was. And uh, bring it down again directly on the head. And the whirling energy, the sorceress energy uh, uh, of the booming blade uh, illuminates the stairwell, pushing up into that first level. Uh, the, just, a, just a massive cacophonous boom fills the, uh, the entire blacksmithy shop. Right. Although it doesn't do damage because he is already smithereens. Yes. McGowan looks up at the stairs and sees the other ones coming down and he says, you all are fools! In response, this one is going to stand just back and you see him take a braced pose up at the top of the stairs with the spear ready to intercept a charge. Cool. What spears were meant to do. You hear a series of barked commands and all of a sudden the shouts from outside stop and all you can hear is the moaning of your poor injured assistant. And then a voice calls down, not visible like this guard who is braced and ready to charge. Witch, lay down thy arms and permit to be bound by the order of Prince Usman. Your property, your life, your future is forfeit. Do not be a fool. I am no witch. I have been blessed by Krom and you cannot see that. You are afraid. You are in the grip of devils and demons. I will not argue with you, witch. Bring the boy here. And you hear the sobbing of Adam being brought forward and a clang of something against that anvil in the front room. The boy can be spared. We know he is no witch, but I have my doubts. Make your choice, witch. Master! Master! Uh, Are you a witch? I am no witch. They are blind. Tajem forgives, master. Tajem forgives the sin of witchcraft, master. I have not sinned, Adam. I have not sinned. I promise you that. I'm sorry. Can I see the captain? All you see is the soldier braced at the top of the stairs. On my mark. All right, so here's the play. I'm hasted right now, so I've got double movement. True. I'm going to use one action as dodge as I try to go through whatever the hell's up there. If I need to use my second action to try to wrest control of Adam, that's what I'm going to go for. You step over this this bloody corpse, this this witch hunter that you have slain, and you barrel up the steps filled with this sorcerer's vigor, this this speed, this blinding reflexes and speed, and spend as much uh, energy as you can spare on dodging the spear thrust that is instantly boom in retaliation down mm-hmm. the stairs. Woo, 
we? I think you, how do you dodge uh, on the way up? Is it a true dodge or is it like a parry or something? To I duck parry under? with my shield. Parry, shield, duck under with your, your shorter stature. Mm -hmm. You uh, completely blast through this guard who was even readying himself for this. Mm -hmm. And this is what you see at the top. Adam, his head, his neck being lain over the anvil, mountain of earth still pulsing with warmth as it has covered uh, the meteorite stone. Uh, next to that, a guard with halberd upraised and waiting for the command from the captain who is not looking at you and is instead looking back at the guard. This is what you see. Great, so with that, I'm gonna do everything that I can to keep that halberd from making contact with his neck. Like, I'm going, I'm trying to grab, I'm trying to get out. So go ahead and give me an athletics roll. 16 plus 6, 22. Oh, yeah, I think you knock, you launch yourself without any regard for whether you're going to hit with the battle axe or anything. You just barrel into the man with the halberd poised over your assistant and knock him flat on his back. And the captain is going to calmly step over here, pull out a hand crossbow, and shoot at you. Five. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this. Are you wearing any armor at all? Probably not, right? Nope. That's my right. skin just has the stone look to it, and I've got a shield and my axe. Oh, and I think this, the dodge would still work, right? Correct. And that's a nat one. So I own the disadvantage roll. That's why you always make sure to roll with disadvantage if you have it. He beefs it. Uh, I think what happens is <laughs> he fires almost Matrix-ass bullshit you dodge out of the way. And in this sort of sped up, sort of heightened, vigorous sort of state of mind, you feel the bullet pass. And it is icy, icy cold. Very similar to the way that the meteoric iron felt in your hands earlier. Mm. And you feel your skin crawl at its passage as it buries itself in the mound of earth that you used to cover up the other meteorite iron. There is a ping, and then the sense of rapidly growing warmth. Next in the order is this guard, <laughs> who is going to... There's a bomb in the oven. The baby's mine, and there's a bomb in the oven. <laughs> you son of a bitch. The baby is yours, and there's a bomb in the oven. <laughs> Nobody will understand that. Nope, nope that's, that's just, just for just anyone who was in mine and Andrew's beginning acting class. Just for us, y'all. Oh my gosh. Yes. 15 to hit. Nope, this guard that you ducked past at the top of the stairs brings that spear right back and begins to thrust it forward again. And now holding onto Adam in some way, you twist again out of the way, just unnaturally lithe, moving out of the way of these thrusts. Mm -hmm. Now it is your turn. Okay, how many guards are left in the house and how many are outside of the house? One right here who uses his action to stand up. Uh, that was but, the halberd one? Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I think the halberd, you're, you're in too close quarters, mostly because I forgot to make him do something. Right. But I think you're too close quarters for him to like bring the halberd around as he pulls himself to his feet. There are two right here, the witch hunter captain and this witch hunter guard over there. But the one with the halberd is in front of the door? This is the door right here. Okay. I know it's a bad this angle, is but- the door. It's the door. The door is the, the, door. the, door is the, the door wall. The door is the circle. The door is the depth of the door. And you are, you are a child. Oh, God. Okay. All right. I think that <laughs> if I feel like the heat is growing from that, I got to get him out of here. So you have double movement. Mm -hmm. And carrying somebody is half movement. So I have standard movement. So you movement. have standard movement. <laughs> okay. You provoke three attacks of opportunity. 
of Halberd Guy, the captain, and the other person? Yes. I'm going to take the dodge action and then do that. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we'll go. Which I believe that? still gives you an action. So that was my haste action, the bonus one. Oh. Haste is naughty. That's a nat 20. Let's see how this one. That's a two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the halberd. This is the guard captain. 13 to hit. Miss. Nine to hit. Miss. Just leaping and diving, and I assume some small amount of rolling and crawling and dwarfing. grabbing. Dwarfing, basically. You're in a barrel. You are... That's right. That's right. You are just... You, you grab Adam, uh, Adam and go, surprising the two guards outside. Yeah. And with that, I'm going to just let Adam go. I have done my due diligence. I say, run! He falls to his knees and begs you. Master... Please, Tejem will forgive you. The child will forgive you. We'll appeal directly to his majesty. If you want your life, then leave. But that is not for me. He retreats five or ten feet this way out of the immediate zone of battle and says, Master, I think you should throw yourself on the mercy of the courts. As he says that, one of these two that's surprised, I'm going to grab a small, like, hand axe from my belt has the appearance that it's heated up and I'm gonna throw it at him and I cast Firebolt, essentially. Misses. <laughs> now, doing magic in public and especially in front of Adam, the, the few watchers that are out on the street here at noon, more and more mm -hmm. now that there's the sound of combat, death, yeah. dying, and yelling, there is uproar. Mm -hmm. There is fear. There is screams of devils and imps and methods and screams of demons as uh, this magical bolt uh, flies uh, from your hand in the shape of a hand axe. Yeah, just a glowing red hand axe. And out of the door comes the captain, reloading the crossbow, the tiny hand crossbow, bringing it up to bear and firing. Uh, 17. Misses. Ah, damn, hell yeah, dude. 19 with a shield and haste. Ooh, beefy boy, beefy, beefy boy. I think uh, another one of these things blasts into your shield mm. uh, and you can feel that cold radiating out of your shield just not touching you but feeling its presence its proximity mm -hmm. to you and from inside the smithy you hear a detonation oh but is he is he right in front of the door still he is in front of the door okay cool cool cool, cool. to get jettisoned into the next alley that's what i was hoping for i wanted to hold him there long enough <laughs> i'm gonna make deck saves Another one? These guys are fucking stormtroopers. <laughs> that is why I never trust that app. Because sometimes it's like, oh, this feels like normal rolling. And sometimes it's like, fuck you. They've rolled like three 20s, but they had disadvantage. Disadvantage. Um, Dodge but, action, baby. But all the ones that mattered are like, <laughs> they're like fucking fighting Ewoks as they're barreling around <laughs> getting hit with trees. Oh my god. Uh, there is a horrible wet uh, uh, explosion from inside and the sound of metal pinging around and flinging itself uh, left and right and uh, blasting out in a gout of flame. This uh, captain is hurled into these two boys right here, knocking them, all three of them, to the ground. Mm. Is the captain still alive? All three of them are, as they are uh, shouting and groaning, trying to pull themselves to their feet, but momentarily concussed by this explosion. And I think uh, it cannot be overstated how large this felt. It, it felt as though a, a, a cannon had gone off underwater and you see like the shockwaves around. I feel mm. like there are uh, uh, the, the sound of tinkling and breaking glass from your private quarters above. The, the murmur and shouts of demons on the street uh, are quieted for a second and then 
the screaming starts as mm. people uh, begin to board their windows and doors, grab people, move from the streets, getting away from the epicenter of this uh, conflagration. Cool. Five, ten, fifteen. <laughs> 20, you are 25. fucking relentless. And I want to attack the captain. Do it. Natural twenty for a Ooh. booming blade. Twenty-seven points of damage. You paced him. <laughs> Booming blade is like a one-two part thing. Yeah. You bring it down, that that whirling, swirling sorceress energy blasts into his chest cavity, mm-hmm. and it just instantly goes off, splattering bits of this purple sash and feather everywhere as, as blood and guts just fill the street and begin to pour down in rivulets. These two are, are caught in the blast and shunted off to the side, not dead, but injured and now groaning and covered in entrails. Can I grab his magical crossbow thing? Does it have a bolt in it still? It does not. He did not have a turn to reload after he shot the last one. Amongst the remains, is there an obvious, like, hanging off of his belt, like, pouch thing? Give me an investigation check. Okay. 18. 18. There is a little purple bag of ammunition in his belt pouch pocket. Mm-hmm. And as you go to grab it and your hands close around it, again, you feel that icy chill from something radiating inside of your hands and you begin to hear the shouts down the way over towards the inner part of the mercantile district. And on the horizon, the glints of armor, the glints of spear tips down the avenue. And behind you, Adam weeps. I look down at the corpse of the captain and I say, you are a fool. And I run. You, you witch. Your apprentice screams after you. I just keep running. Hello friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Bound. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our incredible partner Dice Envy. If you're looking to expand your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. I've got another couple of sets that are supposed to arrive today, and I am anxiously awaiting their delivery before we record some more episodes of Bound and Villagers tonight. Now, it's just up to the U.S. Postal Service to get them here. I'll I'll keep you updated. But in the meantime, check out all of the beautiful inventory at Dice Envy and get yourself something nice. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us, and we read every review that comes in. 
And if you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. Big thank you to our latest patron, Jackson, whose generous support has now bumped us over the triple-digit mark and unlocked our next patron goal. That means that I will be running a Muppets-themed mini-campaign on Quest Company Jr. Very excited about that. Our next goal reward will be a Pokemon 5e side quest here on Quest Company proper. I've been thinking about some fun things to do with that when the time comes, so let's hope that we get there soon. Again, thank you to Jackson and all of our amazing patrons for helping us hit that milestone. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram, Twitter, etc. at The Quest Company. You can also hang out with us in the Discord that we have for both Quest Company and Questco Jr. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. I'd like to thank Joe Lytus for running the game and editing this episode, along with the artist whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Akash Gandhi for the song Eyes of Glory. Thank you to S.J. Malia for the song Fight or Flight. Thank you to Amulet for the song Nocturnally. Thank you to Kai Engel for the songs Disciples of Steel and Cinders. Thank you to Blue Dot Sessions for the song Ultima Thule. Thank you to Hudson for the song Foreboding Times. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sound. Additional sound design by Slappy and Tome. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at the Quest Company. For the first time in years, you walk free. The bloody, brackish stink of the slave pits is replaced by the stink of the docks district. (laughs) Behind you is the ruined, converted warehouse where you killed and fought for I don't know how many years. In front of you, the bend of the Uwe River slowly lightens as dawn approaches. The cloaked figure, completely still, unruffled by the light breeze, hovers before you uncannily, a foot above the ground. I think you looted the office, did you say? Yeah, I was was just saying, like, on the way out, she probably just took means. Pretty paltry stash. Yeah. In the growing light, you can see this figure more clearly now. There is a face within the folds of this dark cloak, The lower half of the face is covered with some sort of gossamer wrap. You catch only the tip of a delicate, pale nose and eyes of the deepest, darkest blue before the figure turns to regard the lightning streets and says, I hope thou canst contain thy murderous justice. I have learned to stand apart is to attract undue attention in these climes. 
says this thing hovering above the filthy streets like a mirage. <laughs> she she looks down at herself, half like, like half naked, like, rotting rags, knee deep of just like just like putrid water, mud, right, mm-hmm. R- like rag loincloth, scarred to hell, like nine feet tall. And like like a bandaged upper body and like l- like left shoulder and is just like I have never not stood out. Would you like to? To not stand out? Yeah, like like with like concern, but also glee, like a yes. Oh, let me demonstrate. Before your eyes can register a change, this figure in the cloak is gone, and in its place is you, your form, your figure the exact thing that you just described to me, except clean. And instead of the rotting clothes that hung on you, this transformed figure wears that simple cloak with intricate spiral designs. Yora stares at Yora serenely. Which form would you like to adopt? And before you, that figure turns into that greasy uh, a drunk that you just drowned. Again, in these clothes. Is this form less distracting? Would it cause undue attention? My brain's exploding right now. I rolled two now, two threes. I think <laughs> what for like insight? Like, just like no, I think her brain is fried. Oh I, my I don't God. know. Like, g- g- and maybe you can lend credence to this. Like, magic is not something she probably would have faced. Never. All. Right. Yeah. This is. This is. All of it is. Everything. I might be dead. <laughs> like. When the barbarian multiclasses into warlock. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I'm not a multiclass and a warlock, everybody, just so you know. Um, cool. Uh, you said he took the form of the slave pit. The, the slave owner. She yeah. just killed. Yeah. Um, but clean and wearing these robes again. And with a serene look that you never saw on, in his bloodshot, drunken eyes. Would there be chains and manacles inside the warehouse? Absolutely. I think she'll respond to the spirit. That form... And I don't know what that voice was, but whatever. And the spirit reaches out, no hands. Oh, no. <laughs> and something passes over you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, cool. And I'm going to go get the chains and the manacle. <laughs> As you reach down, you are no longer wearing rotting robes, and your hands are not your own. They are male, hairy, and slightly pudgy around the palms wearing the exact same garb that you often saw this slave pit owner in. <laughs> Just a blanket statement. I am not stuck like this creature. No. Would you like to change? Yes. I do not want to be this. Art thou upset? It was not my intention. I should not like that. And uh, it falls away and you are just Yora again. Perhaps you can take that form. And I'll go get the manacles. <laughs> And come back and just like manacle her. She's going to manacle her own wrists and then give him the other end of the chain. I do not know how to act like these people. You hand the chain to this figure and it falls through this figure's outstretched hands. Clanking onto the ground. Hold. It tries to scoop to pick up the chains and for a second it manages it and then it falls directly through the, the thing's hands. I apologize. There is no apology needed. I will follow behind. If you see a form that you would like to adopt, let me know. Yes. Come. We must attend upon the king. Whoa! <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, she's gonna like. I don't know that. Uh, can I? Can I make a history check? Absolutely. Just, just like, uh, or like, 
what check would it be in the sense of like I'm just trying to think about like what information I would have gained over years of like living in this history place. sounds like uh, legends or or mythology to religion <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was concerned with any of it uh, like like I mean to be honest I see her as like a feral animal in right. that space so I don't know that like I don't even know that I know what a king is uh, oh, oh! You definitely know like, like, like the, the word like, king, right? But like big boss, correct? But like big boss, seeing Snake. it as anything different than like the dude I just killed, right. you know what I mean? Like that guy may have referred to himself as king to like the slaves. God, what a perfect odd couple you are! Um, <laughs> oh man! Uh, and you again walk out into the slowly lightening Baran Ue. Uh, can I make a perception check? Absolutely, just to like see people. Perception. That's a nineteen. Just like see things and people and the world. You're just sort of taking it in. I think despite the filth, despite the stink, despite the 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 beggars on the street corners uh, pulling uh, shawls over themselves as there's still a chill in the morning air, it is a beautiful thing to see because you are walking under your own power. And I yeah. think instead of floating along, this figure is walking very gracefully uh, as though uh, a ballerina might uh, directly to your right. And from time to time, uh, holds out a hand to indicate the direction that you must go. So you continue to follow behind, pretending to be chained up. <laughs> Hast thou any questions for me on the nature of the employment, the offer that I wish to make to you earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I have many questions, spirit. Spirit? Are you not a spirit? I shall require a name. And at that point, I think you are walking through these early morning streets, and there is a puppet show going on at the, the, the feet of the temple of... <laughs> Killing machines and puppet shows! <laughs> yeah! Was it the Nashville Public Library puppet truck? It absolutely was. <laughs> a, a, a large marble building with things carved into these columns that lift up that lift up this this edifice and uh, there is a priest sweeping at the top of the steps and down here at the bottom although they are in disrepair in this poorer part of the city uh, there is a small a show being put on and the there's a couple sort of rough looking kids that are with shifty eyes and you can see their ribs through their shirts but they are nevertheless spellbound at this display and i think this figure, this figure in the form of that slave pit owner, uh, as they walk by and you are walking north uh, away from the, the stink of the Uwe River, is also transfixed for a second. Uh, it is a simple comedy, uh, Ma'at and his master. You understand that Ma'at is a hopeless slave, an idiot. He misunderstands his master and then his master beats him. That's the whole story, and it is a big hit. The cloaked figure is similarly transfixed as one of these small stories ends and another one begins. Ma'at is told by his master to take care of the cows. Ma'at obeys, swaddling a calf in baby clothes and cradling it. Ma'at's master beats him for misunderstanding, and the children watching burst into laughter. The figure watches and then continues to turn and move on their way. I follow. Why is the servant beaten? Because humans are fools. I should not like that. He thought he obeyed. He did obey. If you wish to call me by a name, spirit, I should not like. Ma'at shall do. Ma'at shall do. Ma'at was the name of the slave in the show? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> not, not the master that beats the slave, no. I'm just curious. <laughs> 
Why would you wish to be called that? Ma'at obeyed. Ma'at was right to obey. Come, we must attend upon the king. Before you leave the docks district, Ma'at, as it wishes to be called, brings you around a corner behind a tavern. The beggar lies in the alleyway, mottled green skin, bruised and pathetic, sightless eyes already brimming with flies. He is absolutely covered in oranges. May I present High King Menno VII. He died. I can see that, Mahat. His majesty rejected my gift. I know not why. We must bury him. Where do you wish him buried? The city of Us. Far, far away. Why must we bury him? I must obey. If I obey, perhaps I can be free. Are you not free? Who do you serve? High King Menno Seventh of Usar. His line. What are you? I am Ma'at. Now. I, now I am... Now I am... Now I am Ma'at. I am servant to the line of Usar. I was servant to High King Leto. Jared? King Menno's father. <laughs> Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew said it first, I promise. You Son of High King Jared Leto. <laughs> who died of hunger and was brother of High King Tilo, brained by his brother Leto over half a roast rabbit, predated by High King Menno VI and his father High King Farah and his father High King Saral, who was drafted from his farm and died in service of the diocese and who himself was begot of High King Miro, whose fields failed, starving him, and his father High King Tiro, who together with his brother were taken by illness as they could not ward off the winter's cold when a local earl chopped the forest down for siege equipment. Shall I continue? My brain is soup. <laughs> um, oh, man. All of the line of Usar must be buried in the city of Us. Let's see if we've heard a story. The <laughs> two! No. It is far to the north. It is a perilous journey and a more perilous destination. Your strength and your violence, they will be required. Is it cold to the north? Cold like the morning. Cold like breathing. Cold like to be free. It is cold to the north. You say many things without actually saying things, and then you say the thing you want to say. I will follow you. <laughs> <laughs> I find you confusing. Thank you. What wouldst thou desire upon the completion of this task? I ask nothing. Thou art free. I. Why dost thou this? What else would I do? What wilt thou do when thou art free? This. This. I thank thee. You're welcome, Mart. We must find the bastard. He is under the oranges. No. <laughs> that is the High King Menno Seventh of Usar. Ah. We must find the bastard. Not of the royal line. Still carries the spark. A bastard. A mongrel. Useful. We will require him. I'm just gonna wait for him to like start moving. <laughs> He's just gonna like wait. Silently turns away and walks to the so north. Silently follows, ah! trudging through the city with chains. Was that an echo or an answer to my call? 
Will I perish here or be rescued after all? The veil of blue or seeming sky Is pierced by sails drifting by Is this gift with friend or foe? Should I descend? turns clear I see to aboard as the skiff draws near I love this NPC so much. <laughs> I love every fucking thing that's happening so much. I love that my skull is mayonnaise at this point. <laughs> you, know that, you know that shot of Patrick in SpongeBob where it's like, my mind, the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. It's just like milk falling over. Like It's like Colt Booth interacting with shit. It's just like... At least you're seeing it. Sure. True, you <laughs> no, 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 I know. I love it. I'm just like, as the barbarian, you're like, Okay. <laughs> Anywhere in this location, mm -hmm. except on the square, uh, could you place your blacksmithy? Mm. Let's see here. Anywhere in this general sort of vicinity? Oh, nice. Pick a byway. Pick something. Where's a water source? You want to be near a water source? I, yeah, the water source is far from my... You... I'm over here. Yeah, you, yeah specifically. You, in a second, oh. <laughs> will be there. I fucking love it! Oh my it's God. like dirty docks. It's dirty docks. Oh yeah. fighting. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's why all like there was water in the pit because the river keeps seeping through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm hell get yeah. Pain written on my knuckles. I think that. That's about as far as I can reasonably get from that square. Yeah, about right there. That's about fine. Yeah, I like okay. that. Cool. I like that. Yeah. As yeah, much, uh, as, much you, as I'd want to be like right up around here can, if you, I need to be in this. One. You can see there's like a little harbor right yeah, here so with like I've, a tide lock. Yeah. For like, you know, royal barges and shit. Hell yeah. Like nice boats. That's not where you are. <laughs> You're on the dredges. Yeah. 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 I already love this campaign. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. Joe, feed me NPCs. To murder. Feed them to me. But not in a murder hobo mm, way. No, I, I will not.